Welcome to Loaded and Beautiful Chaos. Here we will talk about everything and anything starting with some heavy hitters. Mental health, relationships, makeups and breakups, single parent life, starting over, to funny, quirky, worst first date experiences. We will also have some of our favorite guest speakers and ask you, the audience, what you want to hear about. Welcome. We are your hosts, Savannah and Alicia. Uh, guys, this is our very first podcast, so bear with us as we get comfortable telling you our situations, our stories, pretty much our crazy, beautiful life, life um, full of chaos. So, since I decided to do this podcast and I drug Lish along with me, I'll, I'll go first. I'm Savannah. I'm 30 years old. I have a son who is nine. His name is Cooper. I've been in the medical field since I graduated high school, specializing in the Alzheimer's field, dementia, and then going on and working with addicts and alcoholics and very educated in mental health and stuff like that. Um, I actually am about to graduate and get my CMA, so that's fun. Um, I've been listening to podcasts for a few years now, and I just love them. I'm very obsessed, um, more so with the criminal and the killers and all that crime stuff. But there's so many good crime podcasts out there. I just wanted to do something that's real life, raw, stuff that we deal with on an everyday basis. And with everything going on in the world right now, I just think it's so nasty and the things that are going on and how people are judged and stuff like that. I just feel like we need a real life podcast about normal people and what we go through Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I took this, this leap of faith and, um, drug my best friend in it. So I will let you guys talk to Lish a little bit. She can tell you a little bit about herself. Hi guys, my name is Alicia. Um, I am 33 years old. I have a daughter. Her name is Maylee, um, and she will be seven here shortly. Um, I have since I've graduated high school. I've been in the medical field, so I've been in the medical field for about 15 years or so, um, just doing a little bit of anything and everything. Um, I started out um, after I graduated on the fire department, did the volunteer fire department. Um, and then I just learned to kind of, um, take it from there. Like I just got interested in the medical field. Um, then I moved on to working in the hospital. I did classes. I went to school. So just a lot of things in that 15 years. Um, so yeah, so now I, work full-time still in the medical field saving lives um (laughs) so I know nothing about podcasts so yes Savannah drugged me into this and that's okay because I'm doing this and getting out of my comfort zone and yeah so here we go I just feel like we have such a similar story that who else would be better to do this I know right (laughs) kids who are dating um they're watching us up there trying not to giggle so if you hear them in the background we're sorry um 
but fun fact they have been dating for four years four years yes <laughs> longer than we can keep a relationship <laughs> like let's just be honest they are yeah. they are going strong yeah but so our life is hectic and often messy crazy messy um but there seems to be always beautiful moments that shine through and make it all worth it so yeah yes for sure um if there's anything that we can really just get out of this podcast is letting other people know that our single parents or that are struggling through COVID-19 or just go through mental health or fighting with their child's other parent or trying to figure out what you want to do in life. I just want to know that I can help one person and maybe that person can exactly. help another person, you know? Um, exactly. Because we've been through it. Yeah, we've been through a lot. Um, being a single parent is hard, but it's so rewarding. So I feel like if we can just help one person, then that's all I want out of this. Mm-hmm. Even if one person listens to this podcast, like, I'm I'm okay with that. Right. So, um, with that being said, we're going to do this one short because we have been working on next week's episode, which is going to be one of the heavy hitters we talked about mental health anxiety and depression that's what it was so that one is gonna be deep and raw and we're just kind of gonna get vulnerable you know let it all out so that if someone else is struggling with the same things that they're not alone they can maybe find some comfort in that Mm -hmm. Um, maybe some coping mechanisms finding your path learning to love yourself that's a good one that's a really good one because I've been through it and I have to learn to love myself and I'm still working on it so yes I love it work on myself every single day I know Savannah does too so you got to you got to do it especially when you got those babies looking at you they're following your every step and your every move so you can't ever let them know that you're down I mean it's okay to have bad days but you can't just stay in that bunk so I'm really excited to dive deep in that, but... Yeah. Um, I'm excited to where this is going to take us. Yeah. I'm super excited. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening to our very first episode. I'm sorry it's so short, but like I said, you're going to have to bear with us as we figure this out. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited, and I'm excited to have you guys listen. And if you guys do want to hear a certain topic or... If you guys would like to be a guest speaker in our podcast, you guys can email us. You guys can message us on our Instagram. You can find us on TikTok or Instagram um, at LBC2Podcast. Um, we will post, like, different things or whatever um, on Instagram and TikTok. Um we might be finding some more social media sites and stuff, but for right now, we have Instagram and TikTok. Um, again, that's LBC2 Podcast. Two as in just the number two. Just the number two. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Tune in every other Monday for a new bundle of chaos. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at LBC2Podcast. Hi, my name is Amy Morgison and I am...
a person that works in mental health and substance use. I have been working in the field. We'll just average it up to 20 years almost. I started working in the field with domestic violence as an advocate working on a crisis line. I've worked majority of my career helping people that struggle with addiction issues and mental health issues. I myself struggle with anxiety and depression, want to smash the stigma of individuals who do struggle with anxiety and depression. I'm a person that advocates for medication, as well as if you don't want medication, don't take it. There's many other options and many other choices out there for that individual. I definitely believe that recovery is not the same for everyone and everyone has a choice to their path. Most recently, I have made a huge choice in my personal life and my professional life. I have been a leader in mental health and substance use treatment for at least the past 12 to 13 years. And it has weighed heavy in the season of COVID and the seasons that I've personally went through. Last year in July, I lost my brother. He was 32 years old, my little brother, called him Bud. And that kind of started the trajectory to really question what I really want in life and really what I need. I've always been an encourager. I've always been the person that really likes to root on and cheer for everyone else. And as a leader, I've been alone and isolated. So most recently, I've made a choice to step down from leadership and to be on the front grounds again, to be on the stomping grounds to the people that really need help and to be a therapist again. And ever since I made that choice, it has been nothing but affirmation, Africa affirmation about what I have decided to do. I'm a Jesus girl. Um, I'm a person of faith. And I really do believe God is wanting me to follow this direction and help people one-on-one and be the encourager that he has made me to be. I could not be more excited. I was so scared because I don't like to disappoint people. I'm also a person that really loves their team. And it has been... Real, it was a really difficult decision because um, I didn't want to hurt them. So um, I decided to choose me for the first time in a very long time. And I do think I'm going to help more people that way. So COVID has had its moments, in my opinion, that has really reflected back to me what I should be doing. And there is nothing more important to me than God and my family and the people that I serve and what I do for a living. I believe it's my purpose. So I'm real excited to begin that journey in 2022, which will be in January. This past year, dealing with anxiety and depression and grief and the stress of the workforce and the job had really taken a toll on me. And it took everything I had to muster up the courage to 
identify what needed to go. And people can be very provoking of my own energy. So I call it being empathic. I can feel your feelings. I can feel other people's feelings. And I really, truly am a person that wants to help other people, no matter what. But when I was going through my own grief and anxiety and depression and stressors of work, I really had to shut off things. And for me, that was media. It was social media. I went through a moment where I like completely where I like completely like quit Facebook, quit Instagram, quit all the social media, deleted my accounts, deactivated my accounts. I, up until most recently, seemed like a lunatic, but it was okay because it was part of my process and I'm not going to apologize for that anymore. I really truly needed those moments to where I made myself a priority because I'm used to making everything else around me a priority and not myself, even though I would categorize myself as this self-love person. I'm a self-love person because I was a self-hate person first. I was a person that have, excuse me, has always struggled with loving myself and I've had to affirm it over and over and over and over again um, so that I could be that person that can show my little, my daughter, who's almost 12, you know, you need to love yourself first, baby girl. You know, just like you guys said in your first episode, you have to show these little eyes that are looking up to you what that looks like. And I have had to learn that quite difficultly. I won't get into this much, but if you guys do another episode on eating disorders, I'd love to come back, but I'm in recovery for eating disorder bulimia since 2001. I started being a person that has bulimia from the age of 10, and that really has placed this self-destructive tendency in my humanity that I've always had to struggle with. Who I am today is because I've worked really hard to be her, to be the person that I am. And for the first time in my life, going out on a limb and saying, you know what, no more. I'm going to do my purpose for me. I'm no longer going to be a leader. I'm going to help people and I'm going to take care of my own mental health showed me that I have gone into a different level of actualization like Maslow's hierarchy and that to me was huge like celebratory huge right so you know when you have gone 30 years you know less than I guess you know I started my journey in 2001 and it's 2021 20 years later I'm still a work in progress we're all a work in progress a lot of times people will say to me, I would have never guessed that you had anxiety or depression. You handle things so well, you roll with the punches. And I say this, I say, it takes a lot of hard work. It takes some therapy on your own, you know, finding somebody that you can talk to, 
it takes having your friend group. You know, I have a great support system, my husband, a few great friends, and I didn't always have that because I never let myself be vulnerable enough to have that. It takes a lot of self-forgiveness and it takes letting go of that shame. And for me, it takes a lot of God time and, you know, having something that you can go to when you're having these stressors, you know, having that support system, having those individuals and that entity that you can call upon is absolutely critical in regards to healing. You know, healing is not just for the people that have had it really, really bad. Healing is for anybody that's struggled with anything that's hurt them. And comparing healing is not a, not a good thing. So if you need to heal, heal. But it means you have to look at things completely different. It means you have to go off the grid sometimes. It means you have to get into whatever book you need to get into, whatever podcast you need to get into, whatever person you need to stay away from. It takes change. And change is hard, but it's doable. And if this stubborn girl can do it, anyone can. So one of the biggest things that I want to talk about, because it's a, it was a huge part of who I am and how I knew I was getting better, was in order to spiritually heal from the death of my brother, I had to let go of physical healing, which was really hard for me. So what I mean by that is I used to work out once or twice a day. I put on about 10 to 15 pounds, and I have to be okay with that. But at the time, I needed to let go of that on my plate. I needed to sit with my grief. I needed to sit with my depression. And I needed to heal from losing my brother so unexpectedly. And anything else just seemed to be overshadowing to that. So, yes, did I work out once to twice to three times a week? Yes. But was it anything like I used to? No. And what I found is that I was using physical exercise as a distraction. Now, come Monday, I'm getting back on track with my physical, spiritual, and emotional and physical wellness, which is huge. Like, I finally feel like I can... I finally feel like I can balance all four of those things in the health spectrum of physical, spiritual, emotional, and physical wellness, which means that I can finally feel balanced. And it's taken almost, you know, a year and a half to get there, but it's probably taken the whole time I've been in recovery to actually get here. You know, no more distractions. You know, if I feel like I am distracting myself with either social media or physical exercise or overdoing it in some area of my life, then I pause and I really look at it. And to be in this place, I know is a God thing. And it's also been something that's been so hard to do. I did a six-month follow-up with my therapist this past couple weeks ago, I guess, and she said the most phenomenal thing to me. She said, Amy, it's not even as if you're in a transformative stage anymore. It's as if you are in the becoming stage, the becoming of who you were always meant to be stage. And you have worked so hard these last four years because I've been with her that long. And 
I had never felt so more so much pride in myself because it's been hard at times it felt like I was going to pull out my own heart hard (laughs) it has been the most difficultly painful and beautiful thing I've ever experienced in healing and it's not to say that I don't have bad days because I do but today I feel like I'm worth it finally and I matter not just everyone else so I hope that these words bring comfort to someone and I am so grateful to you both for having me on this podcast it means a lot to be asked you take care have a great rest of your week bye welcome back yo (laughs) (laughs) so today we're both really nervous to actually open up about this because this is something that is really hard to let other people in like you have to be vulnerable and this is our raw truth so we're gonna just give you guys a warning now that there might be some cussing there might be some crying it's not gonna this is not easy for us no um I am very excited to say that we do have one of my most favorite people in the world um guest speaking today she has just been a very very big inspiration to me I guess you should say um have to cut this part out i don't know like what to say keep going okay so today is about mental health and for some of the people that aren't really educated in mental health mental health is a lot of things it's um social well-being your psychological well-being it's how we it affects our thinking it affects how we feel how we act, sometimes it determines how we handle stress, how you can relate to others, how you make your choices. Mental health is really important to every stage of your life, from childhood to adolescence to adulthood. Um, I know there's multiple types of mental illness. There's mood disorders, um, bipolar, um, anxiety disorders, personality disorders. Schizophrenia. Yeah, schizophrenia is a good one. That's a psychotic disorder eating disorders mm-hmm. um trauma related things such as post-traumatic stress um substance abuse the list really just goes on and on alcohol abuse yes lots of things um so today we're really gonna cope uh cover coping mechanisms for anxiety and depression coming to terms acceptance um self-love covering your burnout moments, a lot of just heavy hitters, um, the truth about everything. And so we're just really going to dive in deep and go for it. So Lish, what is some of your experiences with anxiety and depression? So like we've said, this is not easy. Um, there might be some tears that are shed. But um, it all started back in 2012 for me where I lost my, oh, here we go. <laughs> it's okay. Um, lost my grandpa, my best friend, um, to lung cancer. And I got divorced for the first time. Um, so 
it basically hit me hard. And I've just been damaged since. Oh my god, you're going to make me cry. But here I am. Still going. Um, It's been rough. But I've just made it through. I'm not the same. But like I said, I've got to be here for my daughter. I've got to keep going. Um, And then just struggling. But um, I've just kind of coped with it. Um, I did a lot of drinking in that year and, um, pretty much almost lost everything. I didn't have my daughter at the time. I hadn't met her dad yet. So I was drinking all the time. I almost lost everything of mine. Um, got my shit together, started going to counseling, started, um, you know, really reflecting on how... I should not be doing this anymore. And um, yeah, I tried out medications and stuff like that, different coping mechanisms, mechanisms, I should say. Um, and yeah, so this is, it's been tough. It's been hard, but I've just kind of dealt with it. Um, I can't even look at you. <laughs> um yeah, anyways, so I pretty much got my shit together and I um went to school. I was on the fire department, I was on um working at the hospital. It also sucked whenever um you're in the emergency room and you're seeing all this this stuff working there. Um, and everything. So my anxiety and my depression basically stemmed back from 2012 on, and I still struggle with it to this day. Um, yeah. And just recently I went through a lot of stress, a lot of, um, hard times here recently. Um, and yeah, so Savannah basically picked me back up. And here I am still going, but it's been really hard and you just try to cope with it. You try to, um, just move on and I don't know what else to say. What are some of your ways that you cope? I know everyone's got different ways to cope. Um, sometimes like, you know, the, the littlest things is taking a bubble bath at night and just relaxing and just releasing all your shit from the day. Um, I do a lot of just by myself or I will just take off and start walking. There's times where I will walk two miles or sometimes I'll walk for five miles. Uh, I'll put my headphones in and just go or I'll take a drive or I'll go do something fun for with myself like shopping, <laughs> spending money, <laughs> Um, that will depress you too if you mm-hmm. spend way too much. But um It's a quick fix. You feel good in the moment and then you're like Shit. Yeah. Hair done, nails done, whatever. I mean girly stuff. Um, even tanning. Tanning makes me happy. Like it literally does. Like it just I don't know. 
It's just soothing. That good 15-minute nap, though. Yeah. <laughs> Pop your earbuds in and, and get that warmth, and then you feel good. So those are my coping strategies. Um, yeah. Anyways, that's me. That's you in a nutshell. In a nutshell. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'll have a happy face on, but there's times where I'm, like, literally struggling inside. Um, I've just learned to, my anxiety comes from like, um, I don't know, like I just, it just hits me every once in a while. And sometimes I just have to like breathe through it and take some time out of my day and just step back and refocus on what is important. Um, and, you know, having my daughter here, obviously I'm divorced from her, her dad and single mom life, you know, that's hard too. And it hits you. That's a one that gets me all the time. Um, but technically like if I have her here, I am good. Like I will, I am fine. It's when she's not here and I'm by myself and nothing to do. It hits me hard, but I still, you know, try to find stuff to do. It's when I go over to Savannah's house (laughs) yeah, (laughs) or she comes over here or whatever, because we struggle with the the same things and we're each other's pretty much sure each other's a rock. rock. Yeah. I think that's like one of the main things that I want to hit on today. Why we're telling each other's stories is because. I get a lot of people there just like that really know me that know that I'm just like a big lovey dovey goofball. I'm the world's biggest 12 year old all the time, but they look at me and they tell me like, I would never guess you struggle with anxiety or depression. They tell me that all the time because I'm so goofy and I'm always laughing or giggling or or you, you know me, like I'm always trying to trick someone or what's funny is, is like we just recently had someone tell us to Savannah and I, that they never would have thought or picked us out of a crowd that had anxiety and depression. Like, yeah, we had it. We have, we're silly, we're fun, we're happy, but on the inside, we may be struggling. And it's it, it kind of feels good when someone doesn't think that we struggle like that, but on because the same you, time. you feel better because you're covering it up. Yes. Because people don't know what you're My feeling. biggest thing is, is I will sit here and I will say I'm fine, I'm good, um when there's times I'm really not, but I don't want to be a burden to anyone. I don't want to let anyone in as far as if I say I'm fine and they know that I'm not fine. I just don't want to talk about it. Um, I'll eventually talk about it, but at that moment I, I can't because I will either cry I will get mad or I will just... I get mad and I cry and then I'm mad because yes. I'm crying. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or so... there's just days where... Honestly, for me, there's days where it drives me nuts because I don't know why I'm upset. I just, I'll wake up with these gut-wrenching feelings of just, oh my God, like, what what's what's going on? Like, why, am, why is my anxiety on, on a 10 right now? Like, you mm-hmm. literally, you open your eyes and it's those nasty gut wrenching it's like someone's squeezing your insides and you don't even have a reason why you're you feel like that Mm -hmm. and like you said that is really that's a good one is when I don't have my son um 
I hate the stigma of a single mom, single dad. I hate that. I feel like everyone looks at you different when you, you know, you are a single mom or you're not with your, your child's father or mother. Um, but that's one thing that people don't understand what could be with men too, but I'm saying my, my personal opinion on it for me, I'm a mom. I carried my son by myself. I did a lot of things by myself. Um, and his dad wasn't in the picture for a while. And after almost five and a half years, he's, you know, coming back around. And that's a big change for me because I'm used to doing things by myself. I'm used to being by myself. Yep. I'm used to doing it alone and just me and my son. So when you don't have that part of you that you carried for nine months and then you've been with for five years and you have to learn how to <clears throat> do things without them. Yep. And that's something that really gets my depression just flared right back up because I just feel empty and I know that I should be his security blanket but that boy is my security blanket yeah it's exactly what it is and I feel like people don't understand that when you have anxiety or depression one little thing that goes wrong during your day can just flip the switch Mm -hmm. and then you're just down and I feel like people need to know that it's okay it's okay to be sad it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay to cry like god knows like especially you you know i have to keep telling myself that like it's okay to do this stop you know it's not don't do it every day but yeah but let yourself feel it yeah like let yourself feel those emotions i know one of my biggest things like you you were there for me like you said your grandpa um people that know me know that i'm a grandma's girl Mm mm-hmm I've always been a grandma's girl. Um, my sister and I both were very close with my grandma, with our parents splitting up. I stayed with her every Monday through Friday through the summer. So when she got diagnosed with Alzheimer's, it was it was awful. Um, no, I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, our whole family, like, that was our rock. We did Christmases together. We did every holiday together. She would drive... Uh, 30 40 minutes to grandparents day she drove my sister to summer school I even remember my sister calling her on her eighth grade Florida trip just to talk to her because that's Mm -hmm. how special she was she was just there for everyone so when she passed um sorry (laughs) last year I just it broke me and it during COVID that's like the time when I, you know, we're already like all crazy. Our minds are going crazy. We're having to not work. We're having to change our plans and our goals and our kids, like they couldn't even live a normal life either. And that's a really big thing for your kids. So when you start getting in that depressed funk, I just, I didn't want to do anything. And I, and then you feel like a failure because you can't even get out of bed. Mm-hmm. You feel like a freaking failure to your parent or for, as a parent to your kid, because you don't even want to get up. You just want to lay in bed. You don't want to shower. You don't want to step outside the door. Mm-hmm. You don't want to let your dog out. I felt awful. And that was one of the main things. Like I had to just go outside and cry. I remember going outside and sitting at the picnic table and all of you guys just watching me cry Mm -hmm. and then all of you guys were crying because I was crying because you guys never have seen me that down because I just didn't know what that next step was to get me better to to make it to where that pain would just go away and then you go through these stages of grief Mm -hmm. and it's denial and anger and 
I remember just being pissed. I was so pissed that God did that to mm-hmm. such a freaking angel. Like, she was there for everyone. And I was pissed that he took her. He took her from all of us. He took her from my son. Like, my son doesn't get to see how great she was mm-hmm. and how, you know, she, everything that she did for all of us. He doesn't get to see that. Um, and that was just a really big moment for me. That was one of my lowest points because I wasn't working. I was staying home. I'm a single paycheck family. Like, we struggle. Um, trying to be a parent and a teacher in your own home is, like, the worst thing. So, kudos mm-hmm. to all of you stay-at-home moms and all of you teachers out there. Yes. Um, I'm giving you, like, my hats off to you because that was awful on top of having anxiety and depression because you don't want to take that out on your kid. You don't ever want them to see you down. You don't want them they feel that I know my son will look at me and be like mom are you okay like it's okay mom and I remember breaking down in the kitchen the day we had to go to her funeral I just I was trying to wash the dishes before we left and I ended up breaking a glass in the sink and I just threw the rest of the glass in the sink and Mm -hmm. was bawling yeah and I didn't even think that Cooper was in there and he came up behind me and he said it's okay mom you can be sad I'm here for you. And that killed me, but at the same time, it's he's okay. He's picking you up. He's, yeah, it's and okay for him to see me vulnerable. It's okay yeah. for him to know that it's okay to not be okay all the time. Mm-hmm. But that was like the worst moment, but at the same time, the best moment that my baby's got me mm-hmm. and I got him and he yeah. knows that it's okay to not be okay. Right. That was the thing with me is, is I didn't have anybody. I mean, I had, you know, family and stuff like that, but I did not have anybody at that time. You know, again, I was going through a divorce, my first divorce. I mean, that's crazy in in the first place. And then on top of that, losing someone that you just absolutely love and saw them suffer for so long. And then, you know, you're by yourself. I didn't have my daughter at at the time. I didn't have any kids. I didn't have nothing. Um, and I didn't have anyone to lean on except for, you know, myself, obviously, but I leaned on my family too, but no one understands. No one understands how, you know, like when you lose someone, you lose a part of yourself. And like I said, I've never been the same since. Um, so yeah, you were lucky that you had at least your son Mm -hmm. and especially being in the same household you know I had to go to bed at night you know alone and that gave me anxiety that gave me depression that gave me in a funk and it absolutely sucked so yeah just be grateful that you had him yeah and not a lot of people bringing that up like there's a lot of people out there that don't even have people to talk to about their anxiety or depression Mental health is something that is overlooked greatly. Um, People don't understand the stigmatism that comes with it. With that being said, I am super excited about today's guest speaker. Yes. Um, She is a marvelous woman. I love her to death. She was my boss at the rehab, and I just absolutely love her. She's been in the healthcare field for a very long time. She also has struggled with her own situations. And it just shows that 
any person can struggle. We're just going to stop for a second because that damn thing, I'm just going to cut that out. I'll start bringing that up. I'm so excited to introduce our guest speaker today. She was my boss lady. That's what I call her. Um, at Heritage. She's very educated in mental health and has her own story to tell. And she's just a great person and I'm excited for you guys to hear from her. So everyone, this is Amy Morgison. Hey guys, welcome back. What's up, Lish? Not a whole lot. You ready for this? How was your week? It was busy. Last week of X turn. Yeah. How was yours? It was good. Are you ready to work right across the hall from me? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so for all of you guys out there that didn't know, I just finished X-Turn, take my test this week, and I already got offered a job position right across the hall from my, my BFF. So probably going to be fat cows and be going to B-dubs for lunch every day. <laughs> or Mexican. Or sneaking out to the hallway and like, you know, making TikToks and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be interesting um but we're really excited about today's podcast um I know I have gotten multiple messages about this week's discussion topic um I am gonna read one real quick because I just I love this for everyone and anyone that one is scared to reach out to other people or scared to even tell someone that they have anxiety or depression so one of my old co-workers that um also worked on the rehab unit and also struggles with addiction reached out and said i am so proud of you guys for stepping out of your comfort zone and being real for real is something we need in this crazy world today you guys are in my prayers i am praying for you all to be a blessing and be blessed way to go i think i think that's just like so wonderful yes she just recognized you know the podcast and that we were taking this leap of faith because this is something that is really not talked about a lot and it really does need to be talked about that's true I got um a message from my brother and my sister-in-law they were proud that I was stepping out of my comfort zone because I normally don't do this I don't like to talk um or record myself or whatever but and opening up that's my thing is, is I don't like opening up at all um, about deep, dark stuff. Yeah, the vulnerable um, thing is. Yeah. We're really bad about that. So, and, you know, I get a lot of people saying mm. how proud they are to, that we're doing this, that we're starting this, and I'm excited, so. I'm also very excited because we have Miss Amy Yes, on later guest speaker yes, yes. uh miss amy is a badass excuse my language um sorry to future bosses or past bosses but she not only was my boss but i went to her for everything like she didn't she didn't just worry about us on the job she worried about us off the job you know she's just one of those people is just she's an angel she's someone that i look up to um she does so much for other people but Yet she's still such a great person and a mom and a wife and a teacher. And you would never know that she has struggled with some of the things she mm-hmm. struggled with. So yeah. I'm really excited for her to get on here and tell her story a little bit about what she does and a little bit about what she's went through. Because 
people really look at us and they would never no. just like when we were at the cookout yeah last week we had someone say that they would not even imagine me and savannah having anxiety or depression we just we're so funny we're so fun we're laughing all the time making jokes like just doing silly stuff Man. and you would have never you would never know yeah our good friend paul um he looked at us and was just like i would have never guessed i think we were talking about pc the, daddy pc daddy <laughs> we'll have to have him on here but he's gonna have to tell us i think we were talking story, about yeah. medication the medication we were taking and he was like i never would have thought like yeah. looking at you that you you struggle with that and right. i was like Every day, dude. Every day. <laughs> but it was all stemmed back from, like, your your birthday party, what, a month or so ago, um, where I was having an issue. I was struggling really bad. Um, you, I, you sent me that, that Snapchat because you weren't there. Well, the thing is, is, like, I was getting ready, and I knew I had to be at your party by a certain time, and it literally took me three hours to get ready, and I'm not that type of person, like, that takes three hours. But in between, I had to just get myself up and get going because I was struggling with depression at that time. And I remember going down to Walmart and sitting in Walmart parking lot and you texted me and asked me if I was coming because the party had already started. And I was already fashionably late. Yeah. And it was already an hour past the time I was supposed to be there. You know, my best friend's birthday and here I am struggling. So when I sent her a Snapchat of me literally bawling in Walmart parking lot, trying to get my shit together to come to this party and have a good time. Um... But I did have a good time. We, Yeah, we did. <laughs> we had a good time. I told her. And I remember coming back to your What place. did I tell you first? What did I tell you? Get over here. There's a bunch of fun people and you're going to have fun. And yeah. Don't sit. Wipe your tears. Let and, it out. Get it out. Mm-hmm. Sit in the car and cry. Get it out. Then wipe your tears and get your ass over and here. I because did. And I, I, you pulled me out of it because ever since that night... It was, it's, I've been working on myself and working through it and stuff like that. But I remember coming back to your place and we're sitting at the picnic table with Paul. It was me, you, and Paul. And we were just sharing some of our deep shit that we just. It was the deepest. I think that's like. I think that was like, what was it? Like 3 a.m. whenever we got Yeah, it was, well, I went in and it was like 3.30. Yeah. But yeah, you stayed till like 3 a.m. It was just like we all just talked about everything and he didn't realize. And and Paul is older than us. He's, you know, he's been a really good friend and he has just been through it. A lot. And he's, yeah. It was kind of nice to talk to him, I guess, because looking at him, like how he said that he didn't think we had anxiety or depression right I would never in a million years like think that he would because he's such a good fun loving caring person mm-hmm. like he's just yeah. he's the life of the party he says that about us that we're always just making it home like but right. it's it, we feel the same way about him so it's funny how you can't even identify the people who have anxiety mm-hmm. depression because you covered up so well yeah I never would have thought you did either but that night that was I think that's 
the deepest we've gotten. Like, we've actually pulled all of our skeletons out and told each other about everything. And yeah. What that we was... struggled with, what we've been through. Um, I was dealing with it at that moment, too. I But I put that aside for your party and had a good time. And 3 a.m., went home. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just important for people to know that it's okay to get down but like I told you cry let it out Mm -hmm. but you can't sit there and just ruin your whole night not Mm -hmm. even just like my birthday night because you know it's your best friend's birthday but yeah just in general like you can't ruin your whole day every day every time you have one of those moments where it just boom clicks and you get in the funk like you were ready you were getting ready you were excited to go and then all of a sudden it It clicks you you can't stay in that funk like you have to pick yourself up and you wanted to talk about it, but I didn't want to talk about it on your birthday. Just because I, you know, like, that's just me. I don't want to burden anyone with me talking to them because I don't want to ruin their day if they're in a really good mood or if, you know, I don't want to put them in a funk either because you never know what someone has. They don't, you don't know if they have anxiety or depression and, and that might be a, a click for them. Or like, if you start two. talking about st- certain things, yeah, it will click but I ended up making you talk because that's the difference between me and you like you are my go-to person I'm your go-to person when it does get rough like I can literally look at you and you're like I'm fine I'm like no you're not fine yeah, like that's my and that's what I did like you got there you know you said hi to everyone and I just I snagged you, you would have me. never thought I had anxiety and depression that night because I was literally hey she was, I was in, hey. talking to everyone <laughs> I was talking to everyone I was having a good time uh, there was, you know, Snapchats and videos of me dancing crazy and whatever. Like, we were just having a good time. Shoving and we would tacos have never, down her throat. Yeah, like, we were, we got hungry at, like, midnight. <laughs> but, like, I mean, you would have never thought. So. it's That's just how it is, though. And I, I think people need to realize that it's okay to discuss what's going on in your life. It's okay to feel down. It's okay to not be okay sometimes right absolutely and even the best of us like people you know famous people I mean you see it every day in the news like someone took their life because of anxiety or depression Mm -hmm. it is so overlooked and I'm so sick of people saying oh you don't need medication or oh you don't have anxiety or oh you don't have brush it off that is the biggest thing that I have been told several times brush it off just brush it off you cannot brush it off like no. if someone has anxiety or even depression, like it's more anxiety. Like you can't brush off anxiety. You can't brush off depression. You can brush it off for a moment, but you will go back into that point until you, you know, can find certain things that make you get out of that funk. And learning and to love yourself is another one. Absolutely. Like, if you're not happy with yourself, then that's just, that makes it worse. And uh, I know for me being a single mom, like I grew up with separated parents and that's a real trigger for me being a single mom, being 30, not being married, that stigmatism about single parents or single mm-hmm. mom that you don't, you weren't married, you, you know, you're not married to your child's father. It yeah. irritates me and that drags me down more because I know how it feels to have a separated, a broken home as they call it. I didn't want that for my kid, but at the same time, it was my responsibility. I had my kid. I have my kid now. And I'm damn proud of where I am because I have struggled with this. So 
it just goes to show that, you know, you have to figure out what works for you when you are having a anxiety attack or a panic attack or a really down day. You have to figure out what works for you and whether that's journaling, um, going for a walk, running, taking a hot shower, taking a hot bubble bath. Um, really, there's there's so many things that'll work for so many different people, but at the same time, that might not, you know, taking a hot bath for you might release some of that tension, but that might not work for me. Right. Um, I know a big thing for me is running. I absolutely hate running, but when I get super depressed or I'm in a funk or I'm just upset that day, for some reason, I turn to running. Mm-hmm. And that's that's my go-to. Like, I need to run. I need to run. I need to push myself. I need to make it to where I almost pass out because I sprint so hard. But right when I get all that out, I just feel so much better. It feels so good. Yeah. And I just tell myself all the time, we're not staying in this funk. We're not staying in the sadness. Like, we're getting out. You have so much to be thankful for, especially all these people, like, on the news or, you know, everything that's going on with COVID. People passing away, they can't even say bye to their family. Mm-hmm. You have to look, even if it's something so tiny, you have to look at all the positives in your life and be grateful that you have that. Yes. So I'm... So what have you um, experienced that triggered anxiety and depression for you? Mm-hmm. When was it that you discovered anxiety and depression? Honestly, it was... After I had my son, like I said, the whole um, not being with my parent, like my my son's father, that kind of really made it go out. I've had moments before then of anxiety, but I didn't know that that's what it was. Uh, I had moments before I had Cooper that I didn't know that I was having anxiety or depression. But I think at such a young age, too... I was 21, like, you deal with a lot of things, and you don't understand the definition of anxiety or depression, so you kind of just brush it off as a bad day. One of the hardest times was when my grandmother passed away, and she had Alzheimer's, and everyone who knows me knows how close I was with her. Um, She passed away a year and a half ago, and... It was one of the hardest times because it was during COVID. And I remember when COVID happened, I was so scared that she was going to get it. We weren't going to get to say goodbye to her. Right. Uh, I was scared that she was going to be in there alone and already not knowing what's going on. Was she thinking that no one had came and saw her? You know, I would go there all the time, paint her nails, do her hair, just sit with her, play her favorite music. And I didn't want her thinking that she was in there alone. And that ate me up. It ate me up. And then when they did let us see her, she wasn't good at all. And I knew that it it was over. Like, she wasn't going to be around. And I remember one day after she passed, we were getting ready for her funeral. And I had accidentally chipped one of my glasses. And you're going through those stages of grief, you know. And at that stage, I was in anger. I was just in denial and anger. I was so pissed off. And... I was pissed because my grandma died, but I was pissed because I chipped that glass. Mm -hmm. And I ended up just chucking the glass in the sink and shattering it. And then I was pissed because my son was in his bedroom and he came out and I just started bawling. I couldn't hold it in anymore. I just broke down and bawled. And my son came up behind me 
and he rubbed my back and he was like it's okay mom I'll be strong for you no and that's when it like really hit me I was like damn I shouldn't have broke down but then I was like grateful that I did because Coop can see that it's okay to have bad days but you pick yourself back up yeah he that he can see that it's normal that anyone can have anxiety or depression and it's okay to talk about it yeah so what what is one thing that you've really struggled with and you really had to pick yourself up from like the hardest one um the hardest one for me was this is huge I mean I know some people out there have struggled with things similar to mine but I have never dealt with a divorce and death all in the same year um those are two really hard ones yeah absolutely at the same time um probably I, I got divorced in February of 2012 from my first marriage um it's really hard to talk about because I, you know this is the stuff that I don't really talk about a whole lot um just because it will trigger anxiety and depression and but I know how to cope with it now mm-hmm. um but February 2012, I got divorced. My divorce was final. Um, and then in July of 2012, I lost my grandpa from lung cancer. And um, this, this is the part that makes me emotional, is seeing that person so alive and so independent and so um, active go from that to laying in a home hospital bed on oxygen, struggling, um, and it absolutely sucked to see that. Um, And then I remember one night getting off work and my brother called me and my brother was home from college or or home from, um, I'm not for sure where he was home from, but anyways, he had called me and said, and my, and my grandpa at the time lived down the street from me and he's like, you better get down here. So they started walking. Well, then I drove down there and I'm not kidding you. I, um, I hit my knees to the floor seeing a man not active not this is what's getting me emotional um I lost him and I remember and I will take it to my grave saying something to him and that man was like he smiled and that was the last thought the last thing that I saw of him and I'm so glad that I did but um those two things in that year is what made me have anxiety more depression than anything um and i after that i i i lost it i literally was drinking um from the time that i would get off work to the time that i go to bed and i'm not proud of it i am not proud of it whatsoever i didn't have my daughter at the time um you know, I didn't meet, I haven't met her dad yet. And 
Um, so it was, I was struggling this by myself. I had family that I can lean on and friends, but you know, you, you go home by yourself. Those inner thoughts are what get you at night when you're alone. You go home by yourself. You, um, you fake it till you make it pretty much. So Um, I know that was like a really rough time. What all did you lose? If you don't mind explaining that. Um, how how hard is rock bottomless? Because we need it to, is rock bottom for people I out mean, there. It was, it's it's bad. Um, you know, I lost my vehicle. I ended up getting it back after I pay to get it back, but within that day, um, you know, you almost lose your your apartment at the time because you're drinking your rent money. Yep. Um, and that was the hardest year of my entire life. Uh, it was bad. And I never want to go back to that place. I never want to go back to how I felt there. Then, um, it was bad. My daughter pretty much saved me. Um, I ended up meeting her dad in that same year. And it took me six years to marry him because I didn't want the same thing happen to me from my first marriage. And unfortunately it did. Um, But I had my daughter. I had my daughter and she saved me. Um, Yeah, so I'm just grateful for her. I'm grateful for where I am today. Because, you know, I have a nice car. I have a nice job. I have a nice place to live. Um, I have that. I have friends who I can lean on. I have family. And things are just going great right now. Um, you, you struggle every once in a while. But that's life. But so, you should be proud of yourself. And that's why I'm sorry. that Very proud. I'm sorry that I made you cry. But I, okay. I love the fact that. You can be vulnerable. I know it's hard because we're the same. We're literally best friends because we're literally the same person. This mm-hmm. chick is my soulmate. Like, yeah. So I know how hard it is for her to explain all this to all of you guys, but that's the reason why I wanted her to because she was at her lowest in rock bottom, and she did lose her car and about lose her home. And look at her now. Like it is possible. Anything is possible, but you have to want it. You have to want to get better. There's you a have lot to of wanting to be happy. Yeah, there's a lot of self-love, self uh respect. So, you know, I didn't respect I I had no respect for myself as far as, you know, like this is what I'm going to do. Like I'm going to drink to the point where I'm about to lose my apartment, I'm about to lose my car, um, you know, certain things. And I did a lot of self-reflect and where I wanted to be and where I didn't want to be. And a lot of the, I mean, a lot of people in my life do not know this about me. So telling this story is, I think you're the only one besides my parents. Yeah, that know. That know. Um, And it's just something that I don't really talk about. I don't want to go there. don't want to talk about. But I'm an open book. If you ask me a question... I will talk to you about it. I will tell you, but I'm not going to just openly tell you. I'm a very 
I don't know, like I'm not a private person, but I don't like, here's my life. Me and you are more fixers. Like yeah. we literally are the people that are I telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, like if you're hurting, go to Savannah. She's got great advice, but I sure as hell don't take my own advice. Yeah, Liz, no. Liz like, shells at me all the time. But then it's the same for her. Like, mm-hmm. if she's hurting, I'm like, seriously? Like, yeah. what, what? I had looked at her just the other day. I looked at you and I was like, stop, stop right there. Yeah. What if this was switched? <laughs> I looked at her and she knew what I was going to say too. Like, she knew it. I said, if we were freaking switched right now and I was going through, what would you tell me? I said, take your own advice. Yes. And I remember, I remember sitting where I am sitting right now. And just a couple weeks ago, and I think we were texting, we were both in a funk. And granted, we're only two miles a- apart from each other. Like, she lives two miles away from me. And I didn't want to get off the couch. And you didn't want to get I off the couch. Wanna, yeah, we were both in a funk. And I, you know, like, I was texting her, snap out of it, you know, all this stuff. Like, it's going to be okay, everything. And I'm in this funk, and I'm struggling with my own anxiety, and I'm like, damn Lish why don't you take your own advice and you were coming back with me but you <laughs> you weren't taking your own advice I mean we were just feeding off of each other but yeah we didn't want to get up on the couch and go to each other's houses we wanted to stay in our comfort zone but then um, I think we did like we ended up like we're like okay we're done like yeah. after we let it out after we sulked and we had our little pity party for five minutes yeah we're like nope we're not doing this yeah it's not happening always gets worse when your kids aren't home, too. Yeah. After that being is... a single parent and, like, having to do all that alone and then, you know. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is, is when my daughter is not here. Uh, you know, like, there's days where I do not have anxiety when she's not here. But then there's days where it's like. I know where it hits yes, you. It hits, I could be sitting here watching TV and it will hit me and you feel like you cannot breathe. You feel like you can't breathe. You feel like, um, you know, like you have to sit here and really focus on your breathing. And you got to focus on um, certain things. So. I always feel like my heart's going to beat out of my chest when that happens. Yeah. The the other day, um, I felt, I had this like instant anxiety. And I know, like, it's nothing to me anymore because I've had it for so long that I just kind of, like, let it run its course. But you have to focus on your breathing. And I went upstairs and I started journaling. That's my coping. Um, you know, that's my coping method. And, like, now I know how to cope with anxiety. It's like nothing to me anymore. You just have to focus on certain things that will help you get through it. And it's, you know, sometimes it's 30 seconds or sometimes it can take an hour. Um, But like I said, it's nothing to me anymore. I just know how to handle it and how to focus and and get through it. So um, journaling helps me a lot. Um, Let's see, what else? In the moment, there's times where I have to run my wrist underneath cold water sometimes because if it gets too bad, that's where I go. But journaling helps me more than anything. And 
just focusing on what is important. Um, so yeah. Savannah? Journaling's a good one. Um, it's funny that you say the wrist center, the cold water thing, because when you have like a really bad panic attack or anxiety attack or you just out of nowhere, like it's almost like you feel like you're having a heart attack. That's just the nurse in me to yeah, just like run your wrist under cold your water. Your body just gets so hot though. Like for some people who don't know what it's like, and we're going to try and explain this. Well, this is how it is for me. Like I literally feel like my heart's going to beat out of my chest and I can't breathe. And everything is going so fast but so slow at the same time yeah um my arms will get tingly and sometimes like I just I get so hot like my my body feels like it's on fire but like you're not sweating you're just like yeah it but you're like tingling at the same time so that that just like really clicked for me you said the water (laughs) which I know that's that is a healthcare but yeah that's a big one so if you guys are feeling like that you're most likely having a panic attack. Or... I'll tell you what. My my go-to is I absolutely love to listen to music that makes me happy. Um, I will throw on some music and I will literally just, like, listen to it. Like, I don't know. Like, it's not depressing music, obviously. But... No, just... also, speaking of that, uh-huh. it's a state, like, it's a proven fact, like, listening to the depressing stuff i know especially you girls out there because we are females when you're in a funk you want to put on that freaking t swift all those real deep core like rooted songs like sad crap you do not need that you need something that is going to put you in the opposite mood so we're done with the freaking sad song slash we're not doing that anymore (laughs) (laughs) We'll just like, like last night. Yeah, we're just gonna <laughs> country cruise with some uh, good upbeat, yeah, songs. But on a positive note, guys, we do have a guest speaker. I'm super excited. Like I said earlier, um, so I think we are going to turn it over to Miss Amy Morgison. And she's going to tell you a little bit about herself and her struggles that she goes through on a daily basis. So, we're going to hand it over to her. Thank you so much, Amy. That was was really, really good. It was really deep and it was really good. And like I said, that right there the compassion and the self care and everything. It was so good. I love it. That pulled on my heartstrings. Yes, it did. Well, guys, I hope this helps some of you, even if one person can take away something from this. I really hope that you get better, you find your coping mechanisms, and love yourself and love life because you only get one life, and you need to live it to the fullest. Absolutely. Feel free to um, email us at LBC to podcast at gmail.com for any ideas or anything that you want to talk about. Um, you can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at LBC two podcast. Hope you have a great week. Awesome week. Bye guys. Bye.